Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. It was late afternoon when the Lone Ranger turned Silver up the side of a flat-topped hill west of the Antler Mountains. Watch your step, big fellow. Rocks and sand are loose here. In the next valley lay Unity, a gold mining town, to which Tonto had gone to get a rifle repaired, while the Lone Ranger sought a suitable camping place. As the white stallion gained the hilltop and sank his hoofs into firmer ground, the masked rider found himself facing an old man whose spade showed that he had been at work among a half dozen nearby holes. Beyond was a long row of mounds, each marked by an upright board. The Lone Ranger drew rein. Oh, Silver. Oh, Howdy, mister, and welcome to Boot Hill. Hello, old-timer. You don't seem frightened by my mask. Oh, I don't spook easy. <laughs> I'm too old to be scared of getting killed and too poor to be scared of getting robbed. <laughs> I'm not an outlaw. I reckon not. <laughs> Owl hoots don't come here till it's time to plant them. I take it you're the grave digger. That's me, mister. Ep Smith. Ep being shot for epitaph. 
Steve Billings, the sheriff, pays me $10 a hole. I furnish those boards you see myself. That's on account I like to whittle rhymes on them. Well, that's one way for a poet to get his verses before the public. And you can't see what's on those headboards from here, but I'll tell you what's on the first one. It goes... Uh, <laughs> there's nothing much to be said of Denver Pete who lies here below. This is the land of the quick and the dead, and his draw was a mite too slow. <laughs> <laughs> that says plenty, yep. That's a fitting epitaph for a Boot Hill grave. Yeah, thank you, mister. I aim to make my graves fit, too. Well, whom are those new graves? The varmints who's been robbing the stage. Twice now, when it carried gold, they held it up in Paiute Pass. You speak as though they're still at large. So they be, but <laughs> here's where all crooks end up. <laughs> and I figure to be ready for them. Especially one-eyed Barstow and the fellow who's tipping off him and his gang. I've uh, heard of the Barstow gang... But what about the inside man? Well, I could name him, too, if I was a mind to. I heard him talking in the cafe one night when I was supposed to be sleeping. Have you told the sheriff? No, he'd only laugh at me. Treats me like a kid, he does. And I'm the grandpappy of Becky Smith, the girl he's bespoken to marry. Well, Epp, I know how you feel, but you're making a mistake. Well, I'll tell the sheriff, but not till I figure out how the double-crossing polecat gets word about the gold to the gang. Perhaps the stage was marked, or someone on it signaled the gang. Well, Steve Billings, the sheriff, thought of that. When the second shipment went out, no one was aboard but lawmen, and they all got plugged. The sheriff is still crippled. Uh, was it time for anyone to ride into the mountains ahead of them? No, and what's more... Steve had some friendly engines watching the pass for riders and the hills around here for signals like smoke and lights and looking glass flashes. But they didn't see area a thing. Now, what do you say to that? Apparently the tip-off man has discovered a new way of sending a message. Oh, uh, who's that coming? Oh, that's Becky. She'll be wanting me to go home and I've still got one more grave to finish. Howsoever, it's a small one. Well, perhaps I'll see you again. One silver. A few hours later, all was silent on top of Boot Hill. A full moon cast its eerie light over the unhallowed graves of Unity's bad men, revealing nothing that moved. But on the slope which faced the town, two men climbed steadily. One was Bill Troy, sometimes called Little Bill. An assayer employed by the horseshoe mine, he was conspicuous in a community of husky men for his small stature. His companion was a burly drift boss known as Butch. Dodging around a boulder, little Bill observed... I wish I had a connection at the sheriff's office, like I have at the mine. Yeah, why so, Bill? It would help protect us. And right now, we need all the cover we can get. The mine's offered a reward that'll bring private detectives and bounty hunters swarming into these parts. You think they might find Barstow and his boys? Well, they're known. We're going to warn them to lay low. Yeah, what's the signal for that? Instead of pulling out three headboards, as we did when we wanted the gang to know that gold was going out, we pulled six. Yeah. Is Barstow savvy the sign? Yeah, of course. He and I worked out a code to cover a lot of things. The first thing every morning, he takes a look at this hilltop through field glasses. They want me to wait up here and put them back? Right. Have them in place again an hour after sunrise. Old Epp never gets up here before that time, Nobody else pays any attention to the graves. Now, here are the three markers we pulled before. <sighs> Start with them. Yeah, sure. 
Here comes number one. Butch, something's crawling out of that grave over there. A ghost. Easy. No, it's only old Epp. Yes, what are you fellows doing? Just taking the air, Epp. Yeah, you, you're that run from the mine, little Bill Troy. What of it? What you do to that headboard? Butch leaned on it and it fell over him. Seems you stayed up here mighty late. Well, I got tuckered out and took me a nap. Now I better set that board up again. Hey, what for? Nobody cares about the critter buried here. I reckon you're right, but that board at his head, it's got to stand up so my verse can be read. <laughs> you hear how that rhymed? Oh, I'm good, I am. <laughs> but I can't figure a rhyme for poetry. What? He's dotty, Bill. Let's get out of here. Now, hold on. I can tell from the hole where this board stood that it wasn't pushed over. You varmints pulled it out. Suppose we did. You sort of scallywag. It's just like I suspicioned. You've been tipping off them hold-up men. You're crazy. You come up here to send a message. I savvy your system now. And you savvy too much. Don't you pull a gun on me. Watch out for his speed. Bill Troy, your grave is dug. He's finished. But I can't see what put him on to us. Maybe he spilled something to the sheriff. Oh, no, I saw Billings today. He was as friendly as ever. And he's not the sort who can hide his feelings. That shooting was bound to be heard. We got a vamoose. Not till we cover our tracks. My shoe prints are a dead giveaway. Hey, here's some brush. I'll drag it around. Make a good job of it now. I'm putting the marker back. Bill, there's some fresh hoof prints. Hoof prints? Someone was here before us. Uh, uh, leave him alone. I have an idea. The killers were back in unity when, as they had anticipated, a citizen traced the shots to Boot Hill and discovered Epps' body. Joining a rush to the scene, the killers made sure that the hoof prints came to everyone's attention and remained there. A lantern appeared, and with its aid, little Bill made a show of using his science to read sign, taking measurements where the prints were well-defined, drawing sketches and examining scratched stones. Meanwhile, Sheriff Billings, his wound still unhealed, had managed to get to the jail office where other townsmen were gathered. In the crowd was Tonto, who had been delayed in town by the slow work of a gunsmith. As the Indian watched and listened, a young woman burst through into an open space where the sheriff stood using a Ballard Buffalo rifle to support himself. She was sobbing. Steve, Steve, is it true about Grandpa? Becky, darling, I'm afraid it is. Oh, why would anyone do that to a harmless old man? I don't know, honey. I should be up on the hill to find out right now. But I can't walk or ride that far. Who's got a buckboard? I take it easy, Sheriff. I just keep him there. Little Bill Troy's reading the sign, doing a mighty good job. But it's my no, duty Steve, to get... you had not to be out of bed even. Becky, what was your grandpa doing on Boot Hill at night? I was up there just before dark. He was digging graves and he wouldn't come home with me. So don't even... Oh, now don't, Becky, don't. It wasn't your fault, honey. He had no call to be digging graves. Just as I got to the hilltop, a tall man and a white horse rode down the other side. It looked like he was wearing a mask. A mask? I asked Grandpa about him, but he just acted mysterious. He was so childish. Oh, you must have seen the killer. He must have come back. Let me through here, boys. Hey, here's little Bill now. Oh, find anything, Bill? You bet we did. Some hoof prints that let us identify the killer's horse. All right, get mounted, fellas. Take the trail. Oh, wait. Wait till I show you something. Uh, what? Come here. See here. It's just a rock. Look at that scratch. A shoe on the killer's horse made that. Now, now, wait, look closer. You'll see some bright specks here. 
Those are particles of silver. Silver. Uh, They can't be. This isn't ore rock. They're silver just the same. I stopped and tested them in my office. That means a killer rides a horse with silver shoes. So come on, boys, let's get it. Follow me. As the posse swarmed out of the jail and mounted, Toto raced from the town. Knowing that the Lone Ranger would camp close to water if possible, he followed a creek, caught his trail, and soon found him. Hurriedly, he told of the murder and explained the danger. The masked man, who had been saddling silver as he listened, jerked a girth tight, then said, With a disguise on my face, I can remove my mask if I need to. Here, hold my mask, Toto. Uh, Maybe you better pull silver shoes. No, he couldn't travel without them in this country. You leave clear trail. Easy to follow in moonlight. Oh, storm's coming up. The moon will soon be clouded over. Yeah, that will do. The mask, Toto. Uh, oh, thanks. Uh, what we do now? You're not suspected, so we'll separate and try to meet in town. What's he coming now? You head for that woods. I'll draw them off. Easy, big fellow. Easy, Scott. Easy, fellow. Come on, Silver! Come on, Scott! As the Lone Ranger and Toto parted, the moon disappeared behind a thunderhead. Through a trick of fading light and gathering shadows, the great white stallion and his masked rider vanished. Instead of diverting the posse's attention from Tonto and Scout, Faster, Scout, faster! ...who remained for a moment clearly visible. There he goes! Plug him! Get him up, Scout! Then, fellas, plenty close. He's heading for that timber! Get, Get him up, Scout! we soon be safe! As Scout crashed into the underbrush fringing the timber, the horse swerved under a tree with low-hanging branches, which were all but obscured in the deeper darkness of the woods. A limb caught the side of the Indian's head with a stunning oh. impact. Curled from his saddle, he fell at the foot of the tree. Seconds later, the posse men were upon him. Oh, oh, oh. All right, we got him, boys. Take a look at him, Butch. Yeah, sure, steady, boy. Yeah, it's an Indian. What? An Indian? He's dead? Yeah, just knocked out. Likely by a limb. There's his horse. Here, boy, steady, boy. Hey. What are we going to do with the rich kid? Stretch his neck, of course. I got a rope, and this tree is right handy. And hoist him on his coyotes. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. Epitaph Smith, the aged caretaker of Boot Hill, had been murdered after telling the Lone Ranger about a mysterious gang of stage robbers. The masked man was suspected of the crime. Tonto warned him of his danger and the two separated. 
A short time later, the Indian was captured by a posse, led by little Bill Troy, the actual killer and inside man in the stage holdups. Although Tonto was unconscious from a collision with a tree, little Bill proposed to hang him on the spot. Then one of the posse men shouted, Hold on, Bill. The engine's horse isn't shod with silver. Bill, either you gave us the wrong steer or we got the wrong man. Yeah. Wait, this Indian must be a confederate of the man with a silver-shod horse. Likely the two camped together and the other didn't give us a slip. Well, maybe yeah. so. We're taking him to town where the sheriff can question him. Right. How about it, Bill? You heard the boys. Early the next morning, the Lone Ranger, unaware of Tonto's capture, dismounted in a thicket on the western edge of Unity. After making sure of his disguise by looking in the bottom of a tin cup, he pocketed his mask together with a spare horseshoe. To Silver, he gave a farewell pat. Stay here, big fellow. Don't show yourself. Then, making his way to Main Street, he joined the crowd in one open business place, a restaurant. Most of the men at the counter and tables had ridden in the posse, but none gave him more than a weary glance, seeing only a dark-skinned, dusty stranger. Little Bill, perched on a stool too tall for his legs, was saying, Butch, we might as well have swung that Indian. He'll never come to. And not unless the sheriff finds a sawbones for him. He won't. The town doctor's 50 miles away on a call. The mine doctor won't leave his job to treat a redskin. You know, I thought he was playing possum. So did I. Till I stuck a blanket pin into his hide. He never even budged. <laughs> yeah, when's the posse going out again? As soon as we eat and get some fresh horses. We'll go back where we flush the Indian and see if there are two trails. Hey, you, stand at the end of the counter. You want anything? No, senor. Gracias, Milga. The lone ranger, disguised as a Mexican, left the restaurant and went to the sheriff's office. Senor Sheriff, see? Sure. What do you want? I've heard that my friend. Holla, there he is. Mio amigo. Stay back, please. He's badly hurt. Ah, see here, Mexican. What do you know about that redskin? Oh, he is tonto. Bueno amigo. Bueno indio. A good Indian, you say? See. Si. You know, before I believe that, you've got to do some explaining. Oh, most gladly, senor. Tonto and I look for outlaws. Hunting bandidos is with us what you call a business. You sabe? I reckon you mean you're a professional bounty hunter. Now, will the senor tell me what happened to my friend? Well, he hurt himself while my boys were chasing him. They mistook him for a masked fellow with a silver-shot horse. That fellow's a killer, and it looks like your partner was mixed up with him somehow. Oh, it's true Tonto knew about that masked one. <laughs> I know, too. You do? Tonto knows where he was. I know where he would be. And spill it, Prano. You take me for one big fool, senor. I will say nothing till we, till we make the deal. What kind of deal? I will find the mask one for you if you will let me take my friend. Huh? Now, look, you can't run a bluff on me. You're just trying to talk the engine out of jail. Oh, here is something that will show you I have been where the mask man was. Look. A silver horseshoe. Uh, now you're satisfied, see? I still think it's a trick. Oh, please, Steve, take him up on his bargain. That's what I say. You've got nothing to lose but an engine who's good as dead. That's right. All right, Mexican, you win. The engine's pony is outside. Bueno, I will take my friend. He will hear from me manana. As the Lone Ranger left town, walking at Scout's side with Tonto draped over the saddle, the Indian suddenly opened his eyes and turned his head. Kimasari, 
Me all right. Taro, I thought... Me all over bump on head. Me play possum ever since little Bill try hang me. It was a thing to do, but you even fooled me. I... Wait, don't move. What's the matter? The sheriff is having us shattered. Oh. And what we do? First thing is to pick up silver. Me put you in plenty bad fix. I thought I was bargaining for your life and had no time to spare. Maybe you get killed if you surrender like you promised. I have another day in which to clear myself. Maybe you fail. And I'll still keep my word. A few minutes later, the Lone Ranger and Toto were again in the saddle and riding hard. Bursting from the thicket where silver had been concealed, they surprised and shook off the sheriff's shadow. They took a roundabout course to the Boot Hill Cemetery. There they drew rain. Why we come here? I want another look at some graves old Epp was digging for outlaws when I talked to him. Said he'd be close. Come on, Toto. Be oh. <clears throat> not savvy. How looking at holes help you. Epp boasted of making his graves fit and mentioned a small one. One there, small grave. Yes, it's barely five feet long. Who do you think him dig this grave for? The tip-off man. None of the regular members of the Barstow gang is known to be small. Bill Troy, only little man round. Him worked for mine. Epp practically wrote Troy's name here when he dug that grave. Maybe him kill old fella. We can't prove it. Over there, me see spade. Yes, that must be where Epp fell. Otto, look at those headboards. Three of them have been pulled out and replaced. Ah, that right. And bottoms rotted. Show them been deeper in ground one time. Epp had no reason to disturb them. Why anyone pull out grave marker? They could have been used to alert the gang when the gold left. Oh. Pulled and laid flat, they could easily be seen through field glasses from the Antler Mountains over there. Oh, that plenty smart trick. I should have thought of it before. Anything which makes a row is a good means of signaling. Spies and crooks have often arranged clothes on a line. Fence pickets and shocks of grain to send messages. And what do we do now? Tonto, we may be able to trap the whole gang. First, let's pull out the three boards. The next morning, Sheriff Billings, Becky, and Little Bill bent over a letter which lay on a table in the jail office. Little Bill scowled and asked, Where did this thing come from? It was stuck under the door last night. It's from the Mexican. He says he wants a posse at this end of Paiute Pass at sundown. That's about the time the stage gets into the pass. Looks like the masked man aims to hold it up. Maybe he's Barstow. Maybe we can corral the whole gang. Hmm. Won't be any gold on the stage, but I'll lay it so it won't be in the way. This letter says for us to move in as soon as we hear well, shooting. Steve, you're not figured on going along, are you? I've got to be there even if I can't do much except stop a lynching. I'll go in a buckle. Well, then I'll drive As the sun dropped behind the peaks of the antlers, the posse reached the mouth of the pass and drew rain. Hold, 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 hold. Little Bill and Butch, who had been riding a short distance apart from the other horsemen and buckboard, which carried Becky and the disabled sheriff, brought field glasses into play. After a moment, Little Bill turned his glasses back on distant Boot Hill. I wonder how well those markers can be seen from here. Don't look too long. The sheriff's watching us. Yeah. Butch, something's wrong. Wrong with what? The markers. Three of them are down. And the boys must be in the pass waiting for the stage. Somebody's tricked us. We've got to warn them. Yeah, get up. Get up. Our sheriff, Butch and I are going to scout around a little. Right, go ahead. Get up.
Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Toto had posted themselves in a sheltered position well up the pass. The Indian's face, usually expressionless, bore an anxious look. He was saying, Kimasabi, look like outlaws, not show up. We'll wait a while longer. Then I'll call in the posse and give myself up. Wait, listen. Ah, them come now. Feller in lead, got eye out. That's Barstow. Maybe we can hear what he's saying. I it was a regular sign, three boards down. Well, it don't make sense for the mine to be sending out another shipment so soon. Must be a trick. Every little bell is flat. Yeah, we'll dismount and take to the rocks. Don't look right, we'll lay off. All right, all right. Crooks stopping now. Yes, they're hiding their horses. One man staying with them. And what we do? Stampede the horses. Slowly worming their way along the side of the pass, the Lone Ranger and Tonto gained the top of a boulder a few feet above the horseholder's head. In the meantime, the other outlaws had disappeared into separate hiding places. At a sign from the masked man, both he and the Indian leaped. The impact of the Lone Ranger's body on the guard's shoulders hurled him to the ground, where he lay gasping for breath, unable to reach his gun before he was disarmed. At the same time, Tonto had landed in front of the horses, waving his shirt in one hand, firing into the air with the other and yelling. <laughs> Snorting with terror, the animals bolted back up the pass. From below, One-Eye Barstow roared. The horses are getting away. Come on. Stand still. Love your guns. How's he come from on the way? You fellas in trap. Uh, there's only two of We can get him. Keep him down, Tonto. Uh -huh. Outnumbered four to one, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were unable to prevent two of the desperados from reaching a pile of rocks above them. The maneuver exposed them to direct fire. Still, the posse did not appear. We get plenty bad here. Yes, we'll have to fall back. Then from down the pass came the clatter of hoofs. Holding his own fire for a moment, the masked man shouted to the outlaw leader. Barstow, the posse's coming. Give up while you can. That little bill, partner. Oh, 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 oh. One eye. Where are you? Here, you double-crossers. The gang shot little Bill and Butch. Well, here comes Sheriff and Posse. Barstow, this is your last chance. As Tonto marched out the horse holder and the other outlaws emerged from the rocks covered by the Lone Ranger's guns, the posse men pulled up with the sheriff's buckboard in their midst. Sheriff, here's the Barstow gang. He and the Indian have got one eye on his whole bunch, Corral. Steve, little Bill and Butch have been shot. They'll live to hang. I won't hang for Bill Troy. He killed all that. Then the gang plugged us. Sure we did, you promise. You crossed us up with that Boot Hill signal. I don't savvy any of this. Well, you've got the outlaws talking. They can explain later. Yes, but it was you and your silver shot horse that we came looking for. A Mexican told oh, me to see, get... Si, si, senor sheriff. He said you would find me here, no? You... You're the same man. Well, wait, mister, you've got a big reward coming. It was Epitaph Smith who put us on the trail of the outlaws. He was wiser than you knew. Let the money go to his heirs. He's coming, scout! Becky, who do you suppose that masked man is? Well, the Indian told me a little while ago. He's the Lone Ranger. I'll tell
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. A part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Thank you.